how do you get to a place of acceptance that everyone in your life is different and you can't place expectations on how they respond, how they want to celebrate, but you can just do everything you can to give them the opportunity to have as much fun and as much joy as possible. But I also know that you can't put expectations on them and you can't allow yourself to be disappointed that they are not showing up the way you want them to show up. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Copeland, you know. What? The Copeland is in the house. Can I just tell everybody what you uh, just called me before we started re- filming or recording? Tell him. You called me an asshole. <laughs> just want to. That's my. And why world. is that, Edward? Because um, I have no idea why <laughs> anyone would call any person out there right name. Uh, and that is um, well, you have very mystery. specific names you want me to call you. Can I just say if I call you Eddie, you freak out. Yep. But if I call you like that was dumb, honey, don't be a dummy. That doesn't so much bother you. <laughs> <laughs> but if I call you Eddie, it's like we are arguing. Yeah, it's like that's interesting. <laughs> or Yeah. And you don't really call me Edward. No, your Eddie's is is harsh. It's almost <laughs> like. Like I'm saying it like E D D Y. Yeah, it's like you're you're really, really like insulting me. That's funny. Yeah. So (laughs) I guess my what in the world? I want to know if I'm the only wife on the planet who uh, just wonders how her husband like kept himself alive. Where you going with this? Before (laughs) she came along, I I I don't know. Kept myself alive. How do you how do you live before I was in your life? Because oftentimes I feel like I have to guide you through life. And I just want to know, how did you make it before me? I, You know what? People ask that about Martin Luther King, too. They said, without Coretta, you know, where would she be? Where would he be? You know? And so. I, I Listen, I'm honored to do life with you. But the other day, yesterday, you guys, Eddie washed his face. You wake up every morning for over 42 years. You wash your face in the morning. And every single time you leave water all over the sink, I'm talking all over the sink and vanity. I do the same thing. Good God, like clean up, like get a towel. And every single time you say the same thing. Oh, 95%, I usually do it. No, 95% no, of the time no, I usually no, do it. And no. it drives me insane. Okay, so first of all, I never you wash my always I leave don't, water I, well, can all I just over say the this? sink. I do not wash my face in the sink. Okay. I wash my face in the shower. Okay. And the one day, the one day. That I washed my face in the shower. Yeah, I got water all over the face. You mean on, the, in the sink? On, I got water around the sink. Okay. Okay. And so I did. I dried up the front. I was not aware that it got in the backside Ain't of the no sink. Ain't no way you dried but, anything. Okay. There was no oh, way. All right. It was, well, it was we're going out to have of control. To agree to disagree. Okay. 
Uh, and then every other day, you also leave water all over the sink as well. And so when I bring it to your attention, you always say the same thing. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Oh, my bad. My bad. Know, I forgot. You know, here's the thing. I do things, I would say majority of the time correctly. Okay. So 85 to 90% of the time, I do exactly high. what we have agreed upon doing. That's Drying things up, all that kind of stuff. The one 10% of the time that you happen to come behind me and I like I missed the spot or I didn't do it, all of a sudden no. it's all We are the time. not talking okay. about missing a I spot. I just want everyone to know that I'm having a conversation and you're having an argument. And it's totally <laughs> different. I'm 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 not arguing I'm with not, you. Can you relax? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. All right. If you guys are watching this, you can see she's freaking out on me and I want to make sure that I'm safe. Am I safe? I just want to make sure I'm safe. Yeah. Okay. You're right. safe. And then then you called me out my name. What what what's going on with us? I called you Eddie. Are we on the no, brink of you, divorce? You called you said, such an asshole. Right before I hit record, <laughs> I was like, wow, I wish people we would have heard you. We were in the middle of a joke <laughs> and because I you I went too far with the you joke. Did. Now you're telling everybody. No, about it. you said I'm going to lower my seat so I don't look so high. You guys, and I said, and, and you said, so you're not so uh, insecure about it. I go, if I'm not insecure. If you're new to the Push Podcast, I'm sorry. We do not argue on this on this. Podcast. I'm not arguing. I'm having a conversation. No, you're arguing no, with me. But here's the thing: we have great humor together. Yeah. Would you agree? Agreed. And I I heard this thing the other days, and this therapist was telling um, someone. You know, it's the people that don't argue that really have problematic marriages. Right, right. Like you have to be able to get it out and express yourself. And the people that don't argue, those are the people that have questionable marriages because that means they're probably harboring all this resentment and they're like walking cannons, just right. ready to explode. <laughs> and I found that really interesting because you and I, I don't, I can't recall an argument that think, we've had but that's one of those things but we don't like we don't I think label every, it yeah everyone has a different yeah uh, definition of we argument. definitely disagree yeah and we definitely have debates and Correct. we definitely have intense discussions right. but i don't think we argue <laughs> am i wrong no no we don't we don't argue we just have a tough time with debating Okay. Because you get upset. Yeah, because you're really hard-headed. <laughs> oh, because it's oh, my fault. Oh, my God. It's my fault. You, like, hammer in the point you're trying to make. And if you don't succeed, like, you're looking for me to say, you know what, honey? You're right. Because and it's sometimes okay for it's us warranted. To, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. Some A lot of times you need to say, you know what, honey? You're right. Like, today, when you were helping me cook and you took the top off of the pot and you just held it to the side and all of the water fell into the stove, that drives me crazy. Like, are you new to cooking? You know that it's going to destroy the whole scene, like, the whole stove. So, yeah. like, come on. like, And then that's what I said. How do you keep yourself alive? Like, And then I just said, time out. <laughs> Do you know what a pig's pen you'd live in if I wasn't here to kind of like point out all of the shit that you do that makes right. a mess? Right. And it's usually stuff that would be damaging to your home. <laughs> like if you lived by yourself and you refused to clean up the water on the tile in the on the backsplash, right. guess what? Your grout gets all corroded. Yeah. Same thing with the bathroom tile when you don't when you don't dry when it. When I don't squeeze you the floor. Yep. yep. When you don't squeeze you your glass, guess what? <laughs> Looks like shit. Uh -huh. So your house would look like shit if I wasn't your wife. Okay. And wh where are you going with this? And just say yes. <laughs> just say yes, baby, you're right. Yes, honey, baby, you're right. <laughs> and I I I 
Anyways. I relent myself to the fact that I will be a, a mess without you. That's okay. how much I love you. Well, I love you too. Okay. All right, let's move right. on. So that way people don't think that this is a shit show. Now, speaking of expectations, this is <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so I did some Googling okay. because the title of this, I think I wanted it to be like the number one thing that's making you miserable in life and how you can fix it today. Maybe that is the title of this. I don't well, maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. And then, you know, what that is, that's your expectations. Mm -hmm. And I'll explain why we're talking about this today. But then I Googled like what expectations do people have that make them upset and this article, 21 Things That Are Goddamn Disappointing, came up. And I thought it was quite hilarious. Okay. And they're funny things like, you know, uh, you go to have a bowl of cereal and you pull out the box and it's freaking empty because the asshole before <laughs> you put it back in there, right? Like that kind of stuff drives me insane. Right. I will say I'm guilty of that stuff. I'm guilty of that stuff spiraling me. Like, oh, not spiraling like I'm going to lose my shit and like have rage. But to me, that's just that's disrespectful. <laughs> and in my home, it makes it worse because then that means I haven't trained the people I live with well enough to not be disrespectful. Well, you know, maybe their expectations that is that you can yeah. train human beings. Can yeah. human beings be trained? Uh, I mean, if chimpanzees can be trained, <laughs> then I think that your children and your husband should be trained. Right. But chimpanzees but what i'm saying where are you is going just, with this just, you want to put an empty box back in the cabinet no i'm not saying that it's I'm a me saying, problem but what i'm saying is maybe your expectations is yeah, that they're too high that that you can train i need people. a new family <laughs> maybe so but i think this is something that happens to a lot of people absolutely because they think they can train people and and the reality is is animals can be trained but as far as i know animals don't have free will right they don't necessarily have uh, inner motivations or desires. Well, right? if your they inner motivation instincts. is not to like, hey, I want to avoid pissing somebody off and I'm not going to put this empty <laughs> cereal box back in the cabinet, then it's a you problem. No, but it's, then you're missing my point. What uh, I'm saying, I, see, this I, is the kind of debate that we have. No, my my point is just saying that- It's my fault. It's No, I'm not saying it's your fault, but maybe, maybe your expectations- Are too high. Are too high or- you haven't found the right motivation for that person yeah. to make sure they don't do it So again. it's my fault. You're saying this with a smirk right now. <laughs> no, no. And I just want you to know that you're out of your mind. <laughs> okay. Literally. I'm out of my mind. But this episode is about expectations right. that get you in trouble. So a few years ago, I read this book and it's called The Expectation Hangover. I'll okay. link it in the show notes for you. But really, it got me thinking that I would say 99% of the stuff that you are angry about in life is your problem. It's because your expectations. My expectations are that my family, you know, is considerate enough to not put a cereal box back into the cabinet if they've eaten it all. I agree. So I'm going to be upset when someone does that. Right. That is a me problem. You're right. <laughs> You're right. It's not so much. <laughs> what, it becomes a, a you problem if you become extremely upset by it, mm -hmm. right? But I do think that it is the per problem of the person who who does it from a standpoint is, is they're not being considerate of other people mm -hmm. of putting something back that's empty, mm -hmm. right? So that's a lack of consideration. Okay. Correct? Is it a lack of consideration when you don't wipe your water off of the I'm sink? just trying to figure out why I just have to keep <laughs> going back towards me. <laughs> well, you keep pinpointing it on me. So let me ask you this. Yeah. What things in life are disappointing to you? Like just off the cuff, like because I could name quite a few. Um, what's disappointing is um, I think when people are unkind. 
Mm, big one. Yeah. Mm. When people are unkind, it's disappointing. When mm. people take advantage. Mm. That's of my other number people. one. Yeah. If people take advantage of other people, especially people that are less able. Yeah. Right. Uh, or if people have given themselves to being, uh, you know, kind and, and, and putting things out there that make them feel like, oh, this is a nice person. Mm-hmm. And people try to take advantage of it. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they, you give them an inch, they take a mile. Um, that I can't take. Yeah. Right. People tearing down the success of others and kind of like, you know, oh, must be nice. That's one of my big pet peeves. Um, Entitlement is one Mm -hmm. that kind of drives me nuts when people think that they're owed something. Um, Speaking of owing, you know, it's a big disappointment when the government tells you you owe more on taxes than you anticipated. (laughs) That's a disappointment. Right. But it's expected. It's expected. Right. Um, I think when your kids or your spouse let you down. Um, when someone makes a bad choice that impacts your family, that could mm-hmm. be disappointing. If you're a business owner and someone's taking advantage of you, like I see all the time, you know, employees going on workers comp or, you know, just doing something that makes a business owner feel taken advantage of. Right. But I think, you know, you said something that I think is interesting is like when your family lets you down. Mm-hmm. I think there's two types of letdowns, right? So there's like Jeffrey Dahmer type of letdown. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, like you made a really <laughs> bad decision. Here, yeah, here's a what in the world. Well, I mean, let I me think, ask I that. Think, I think you could go ahead. Well, let me ask <laughs> that. So we watched the Jeffrey Dahmer show, right? I don't right. know, was it 10 episodes, 8 episodes, whatever. Watched yeah. it all. I love learning about serial killers, call me crazy, whatever, but I want to know why and how and like how did it unfold and are you remorseful and all of the things um, that come along with that. So we watched that and at the end, this isn't a spoiler, but at the end, Jeffrey Dahmer asks his dad right after he's admitted to killing 17 people, do you forgive me? Right. Not, can I just say, not just killing 17 people, uh-huh. but brutalizing. brutalizing them, eating them, <laughs> right? Storing body parts in mm-hmm. refrigerators and yeah. in acid and all kinds of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, cause that's in a different type of, yeah, it's a different type of, killing. I don't know <laughs> what the, where the forgiveness, the forgiving <laughs> threshold ends or begins, but I just want to add that as like the things that the father has to think about as he's right. processing, should I actually right, forgive right, this right. person? So we asked yeah. about a hundred friends, right? Like if your kid did this, two questions, one, would you go see your kid in prison? I- I'm going to need you guys to leave a review on the push podcast, I need you to tell me for regarding Jeffrey Dahmer, would you go see your child in prison if you knew that they did what this man has done? And number two, if your child looked you dead in the eyes and said, do you forgive me? What would you say? No. Okay. So, so question number (laughs) one, where Eddie and I are talking, we're putting, filling in the blanks with our daughters. Like, so one of our daughters has committed these heinous crimes and, you know, the question is, do we go see them? Eddie says, no, absolutely not. No, your sorry. words were, nah, nah, basically, I think you're dead. Yeah. To not going to go see people. And yeah, I can't be caught with you. <laughs> I can't be caught with you. I can't be caught in the same vicinity. I don't want people to think that I have condoned that you condone it. Right. And I usually don't care what people think. Right. But this is one of those things where you go, if, if you're constantly visiting your kid, people in the world are going is was this okay right. this person teach this you know yeah this person how to do these things in life and okay so that's the question i okay. want to know okay. would you go see your kid <laughs> in prison if they committed the crimes that jeffrey dahmer has committed my answer if i'm really being honest yes here's why and we disagree on this right 
Eddie's not going. He cut the kids off. No longer his responsibility. Mind you, mind you I probably have more grace than most people. Yeah, you do. So right? I found that because you're usually very Jesus-like. Yes, yes, I'm so usually I'm, the one that's questionable. <laughs> but I was like, I can't cut my kid off. Here's right. why. I'm a huge empath. I would think about you being alone by yourself, isolated, no longer having access to your family. The whole world has turned their back against you. I carried you in my body. I created you and I still love you. And I would probably still go see you. Okay. I, I can't say that that's for sure, but especially knowing my husband cut off my child, <laughs> I would probably have to say yes, I'm, I would go see my kid. Okay. Uh, yeah. Second question. Okay. Your kid looks you dead in the face and says, mom, dad, do you forgive me? You said what? No. Straight up no? No. It would be no. Uh, it's not, that's not, that's not something for me to do. Right. So we all said, that's not my place, yeah. but that's not the answer. The answer has to be, yes, I forgive you or no, I don't. Yeah. Right. If I, if I find that you are sick, mm -hmm. right, like we, we done research, doctors mm -hmm. have said you, this person is sick, mm -hmm. then I can probably find some forgiveness. It doesn't mean I'm going to visit you, <laughs> but I can start, so I can like in my heart say, you know what, that per my, you know, that person <laughs> was sick yeah. um but i it's just it the more heinous yeah. it is the, the harder it will be for me i i'm 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 not an easy forgiver i guess because i'm like the only thing i can think to say to my child is it's not my place to forgive you what you did is unforgivable like taking away other people's lives and destroying families that's unforgivable i'm here because of obligation i yeah, love you and, and you're my kid and I'm never going to stop loving you, but I can't forgive what you've done. And, and, and I think the big thing is, is like, like there's, you know, obviously when you don't forgive, you actually hold a burden, right? right? So you're holding a burden of anger, mm -hmm. whatever it may be that's tied to this person. And you, you can't, you know, what they say is when you forgive, it's like you're, it's, it's more for you right. than it is for the person. Mm -hmm. But I think when someone does something heinous, it's like, that's not for me to, like, you have create, created so much pain for these other people. And I'm not going to sit here with this kind of social mm -hmm. discomfort that I have because my child has done something and think that that equates to what you have done to these people's lives. So I can't even, like, yeah. think about forgiving. That's not, you, you know, you're asking the wrong person. When I say that it's not my place to forgive you, I mean, like, you didn't take something like that away from right. me, right? So a couple years ago, I was at an Oprah event. And Shaka Senghor, who did time in prison for murder, shared his story and he fulfilled his sentence. But while he was in prison, he wrote a letter to his victim's family. And over time, they wound up saying, we forgive you. Right. It's the family that you've wronged. It's their responsibility or choice to forgive you or not. But as your mom, it's not my responsibility to yeah. forgive you. It's yeah. just my responsibility to maybe love you. But in the eyes of you, it's not your responsibility anymore if they've disappointed you like yeah, that. Yeah, it's 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 just it's out of yeah. my hands. You've done something that only only God can only yeah. God can judge you yeah. at this point, right? And and so I think so. That, that's a disappointment, though. Yeah, that's an that example a, of what I mean. That is a by major disappointment. <laughs> uh, I I always think was when I was saying that I think that there's like two type of disappointments. I was like one is there is a clear expectation that you have said. And you've stated that's important to you. That's a level of understanding in the relationship and mm -hmm. agreement that you would have made in a relationship, a marriage. There's yeah. an agreement of how you to behave in a marriage. When you mess up that agreement, that's a letdown, right? right? 
And then there is like the disappointment of unspoken expectations mm -hmm. that you haven't been cleared about. That's a totally different thing. Right. And I think that what, pertaining to this episode, we're talking about disappointments. The disappointments that we face generally are due to lack of sharing your expectations and kind of communicating those. Right. Would you agree? Yeah. Especially when it comes to like relationships and partnerships and things like that, friendships. I think oftentimes we're disappointed in the choices that people make. You know, it's like, oh, well, that wasn't very nice that she said that. Well, did she not mean it to be nice? Right. Or were your expectations that she answered in a different way? Right. And I find those are the things that as like a business coach in particular, we are constantly coaching our students to understand, well, just because you expected something to go this way or you expected the customer to behave this way or you expected an employee to be honest and not take advantage or you expected X, Y, Z doesn't make it like okay for you to kind of lose your shit and be super disappointed and like, oh, the world is so terrible and now I just want to kind of give up everything. Right. And that's really what we're talking about today is do you have invisible expectations? Are your expectations, I hate to even say, are your expectations too high? Because you should always have high expectations, but they should be around things that you can communicate, right? Yeah, so, yeah. And I think that your expectations are, because I think people will look, sometimes people hear this and they think, so am I not supposed to have like standards? Right, totally right, different. That, that people need to adhere to. And I think that that, is different because I think one, your expectations for others should never exceed your expectations for yourself, right? And I think oftentimes it does. People will hold others more accountable than they hold themselves mm -hmm. when expectations are not met. And I think that that's extremely hypocritical, right? And then, but that happens quite often, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes you see that in narcissists, right? So a narcissist will hold someone really accountable for something, but can do the same thing and never really hold themselves accountable, mm -hmm. or it's okay, or you know, they'll, they'll sympathize with themselves or mm -hmm. make excuses. But I think that that's super important. But I also just know that, like, when you have expectations for people in your life, it's important that it's clear what you're communicating, but it's also agreed upon. But I think also in a relationship, if someone has an expectation and another person in a relationship is choosing not to meet that expectation, then I think you have to reevaluate the, the, because part of your expectations are usually rooted in your values. Mm -hmm. Like what you value, what you think is important. And if I'm in a relationship with you and I care about you, then I care about the things that you value. They may not be the same things that I value, but part of the compromise is that I actually adhere to that and mm -hmm. I, I participate in those expectations like wiping down the sink or mm -hmm. whatever the case may be that are small things, but also big things. Right. Well, that's kind of going back to the sink and the water. <laughs> that's my question, though. It's just like I don't want you to do it because it's my expectation. I just want to know if you understand if I wasn't here pointing it out to you, you'd be living in a shithole. Right. But that's also your tile. But I think that's a, good, that's a good point. Because I think it's also saying, okay, yes, those things are the the consequences because you understand the consequences probably better than I do, mm -hmm. right? And so you have that as an expectation. But I think it's okay to know that someone is doing something because they care about you and they know that you expect it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay because I think that if you get tied into the fact that you want them to want to do it, mm -hmm. now you not only put an expectation on the thing that happens, but now you're trying to give expectations to their motivations. Mm -hmm. And that is extremely like hard to do. And in a lot of cases, 
not your place. Yeah. Right. Because we're all motivated by different things. Mm -hmm. You all value different things. But for me to say, I want you not only to do it, but I want you to be motivated to do yeah. it. That's a that's a lot. I think I'm the problem here then because <laughs> I do want you to want to wipe off the counter. I, I just do for your own like if I die, which right. I will one day. I want you to wipe the counter because you and don't want to. And I would do pay. it in your memory. <laughs> no, 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 because you don't want to pay to have your tile regrouted. But but the, the question is is does it matter? Because if if the end result is as majority of the time, right? I do it because I think it's important to you. Mm -hmm. And let's just say it's not just the uh, the mm -hmm. wiping the sink, but it's just other things, right? Mm -hmm. I don't do it because it's important to me. I do it because it's important to you. Whether or not I want to want to do it shouldn't matter as long as it, it's getting done to the point where I, I'm showing that, hey, I care about what the things that you care about. Yeah. No, I appreciate you. Right. But, I do. But how many people like will say, I don't want you just to do it. I want you to want to do it. <laughs> like, just like, well, you like, hear that in marriage all the time. Yeah, but I think that's unrealistic. Yeah. So what's the fix for that? This episode's kind of going it's, all over the place because like, I don't want you to hug me from behind and be romantic because I'm telling you to do it. I want you to do it because it's the right thing to do when you're in a loving marriage. Right. But at the same time, so like the, like the different languages of love, mm -hmm. right? Because one love language is not mine, yeah. but it's yours. I'm willing to do it because I care about you and I'm trying to do everything I can to make it possible for you to feel joy. So I will go out my way to do something that yeah. I think is important to you. And it, because if almost like this, if I'm doing it because I want to do it, then it's self-serving. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now it's not about what you want. It's because I like doing it. Right. right. But then to do something for someone that you go, I don't really care if this is done, but I do it to make you happy. Mm -hmm. I think it speaks more. Yeah. But like now we're getting to something totally different because we operate our marriage like that. Like right. there's going to be things that I will find joy in doing because I know they bring you joy. I could care less about that. Right. And you do the same for me. Right. But not everybody has a relationship like that because that really comes with really solid communication, which we haven't always had. Right? right. It's taken us a long time to get there. But the point of this episode is what do you do when you are constantly disappointed? Right. So I'm not just talking about disappointed in your relationship. I guess this episode is to ask you, are you disappointed in all areas of your life? And if so, is it because your expectations are ir either not clear, they haven't been communicated properly, maybe in some cases they're unrealistic, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'll give you an example. We have a friend, uh, the Benitez family, that recently lost their son to tragic yeah. violence. It's the most devastating thing. Like this family has nine children and, you know, had a family uh, party for Halloween because the kids wanted to get the whole family together. And a friend bought a, brought a friend who brought another friend. There was some drinking involved and somebody pulled out a gun and shot our friend's son. Right. Completely tragic, completely devastating. You should definitely be disappointed in that loss, right? right. And, and we've tried to be there and support and help share and all of those things. Nothing can take away that pain, mm -hmm. right? But... To live a life and think that you're never going to lose someone is unrealistic, right? right? To live a life and think that 
you're going to be blessed to be able to see your kids grow older and you will die before them, I think is a realistic expectation. Most people get to see that through and most people get to live their life like that. You usually don't see or hear where lots of parents are outliving their kids, right? right. So I think that that's a natural expectation to have. Like, mm-hmm. I want to die before my kids die. I want to see them live their life. That's a natural expectation. Right. What happens when those expectations are not met? Mm-hmm. that's a hard situation, right? right? So that would be the extreme of, yes, everybody understands this is a terrible situation, hard to get through, it's going to take some time. Right. Versus people on the other end of the spectrum that are upset because they didn't get the raise or the promotion that they wanted and now they're just disappointed because they expected to get it, right? right. I expected that when... I got divorced, I'd get half of his money. And instead of that, I got less than half or something, right? Expectations around all of these different things that sometimes the expectations are really the thing that's making you miserable. Mm. Does that make sense? Would you say that those are more assumptions that you thought that that would, like, I think part of the thing that is can be devastating in life is that we do operate with a certain level of expectations mm-hmm. that we have for human beings. Yeah. You get married, but, you don't expect to get divorced. Right. But you also live with a certain level of assumptions that you assume because, and this is the problem about human beings that are we're so different. We often forget that we all come from different things, all mm-hmm. different backgrounds, all different ways of living. And even though you get into a relationship, you you kind of go into an autopilot where you think, well, this person should know that these are the things that are expected as a, as a wife or a husband or a friend or, or whoever it is. And those assumptions run deep, mm-hmm. right? And so I think people get into these relationships. And I think in the first maybe seven to 10 years, you're trying to shake all these assumptions and start and until you figure out, I think that, that took, it took us that long to figure out, oh, you got to be clear with this. Right. Like you can't just like have it and be invisible. But I do think that that's something that I think gets in the way. But I do think when it comes to like losing a loved one, like you said it best, I said, that's a natural expectation. But it's it's sad to say it's almost expectation that we can't assume mm-hmm. right we can't take for granted yeah. because we we don't know yeah. right and you get hit with these painful realities and you and it happens in to someone close to you or it happens into you or it may happen to someone from afar and i think it's a reminder that like that's an expectation that yeah. we shouldn't have right and it's hard to say like we think about our three girls and you would say say i just expected that that they're going to outlive mm-hmm. us yeah right but we don't know if that's the case yeah right and it's heartbreaking to even think about but like how do you move through life and, and understand and appreciate and maybe that can be a motivation to to appreciate every moment with yeah. someone because it's not a realistic expectation Yeah. Right. Well, I think we were coming up with this title because like it's getting ready to be the holiday season and everyone has expectations of other people that in some cases are unspoken. Right. Right. Like, oh, I love Thanksgiving. To me, it's like a given. If I open my home to the whole family, then everybody should come. They should be in good spirits and we should eat and be merry. But that's not really the reality, right? Right. Some people don't necessarily value Thanksgiving the way that I do. So that's unfair for me to put all of my happiness on the shoulders (laughs) of everyone else, right? Right. And there's so many things. Like like I said, you don't get married and and then anticipate that it's going to end in a divorce, right? You don't start a friendship 
and anticipate that someone's going to backstab you and talk badly about you. So now I got to break up with that friend that you really love. You don't go on about your day every single day. And then you're just like, oh, I mean, you do go on about your day every single day with the assumption that you're not going to be battling cancer or some life threatening illness. Right. And so I think just while we're getting into the holidays, we wanted to offer you the perspective of is a lot of your disappointment coming from things that you're assuming is your disappointment coming from things that are expectations of other people, other things that are out of your control. You know, we lost our jobs in 2009. We both worked for the same company. We were expecting a freaking check. Yeah. You know, we were expecting that we would be there for a long time. We were expecting that this job would continue to pay us month after month, year after year, as long as we decided to keep showing up and doing our job. And what I have realized is that in our life, all of the major setbacks have come from misplaced expectations, right? We expected that job to always be there. We expected the money to always be there. We expected our kids to always listen. We expected X, Y, Z. I could go on and on. And most often, like the biggest disappointment, the biggest heartbreaks come from when those things don't actually pan out the way you assume or expect. I, you know, you said something. I, I want to go back, like the holidays, for example, right? So, you know, as you listen to this, is going to be a, a couple of weeks from Thanksgiving, and then like six weeks from uh, Christmas. And you know, those are times of the year of that can be a possibilities of tremendous amount of joy, of spending time with family members, being in the moment. Uh, maybe you haven't seen family, uh, you know, that consistently throughout the year, and now is an opportunity, but. So often people are depressed and sad because of the fact that a couple of reasons. One, there's an expectation that their family puts on them around showing up and being present and doing mm-hmm. all the things. Like you said, you know, feeling like these holidays are, you know, a time to bring joy and maybe they don't find it joyful, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the case may be. Or there's a letdown because you wanted the holiday to go a certain way, right? And and it didn't go that way. So now you're let down by it. So those are things that I think are really, you know, impactful to people. And I think the antidote for that is like, how do you get to a place of acceptance that everyone in your life is different and you can't place expectations on, on how they respond, how they want to celebrate, but you can just do everything you can to give them the opportunity to have as much fun and as much joy as possible. But I also know that you can't put expectations on them and you can't let allow yourself to be disappointed that they are not showing up the way you want them to show yeah, up. That's key. When people don't show up the way that you expect them to show up, I think you have to stay curious. You have to be open minded and you have to be really graceful because here's why. Like we have family members, for example, that were not born in this country. They were not raised in this country. So they don't value Thanksgiving the way that we would because Thanksgiving wasn't something they celebrated in their com- in their right, country. Right. So why are you upset that people don't want to celebrate Thanksgiving with you? You value it doesn't mean that I have to or that I do, right? And that has shown to be true. That has proven to be true so many times when we hear people, you know, expressing 
discontentment around like, or disappointment around someone else and something that they did. Right. They're just mad. Why? Simply because they're not doing it the way that you would choose to do. Right. And so I think for us, you know, the key here is that we're always trying to be curious. We're always really graceful and we always check ourselves like, well, why am I mad about this? Well, I'm mad really because I expected her to do this right. and she didn't do it. Oh, well, shame on me. Right. Because right? I shouldn't have expected her to do things in the way that I would have done them. And that's why I'm disappointed. Yeah. So I can quickly like come back to myself and be like, okay, well, that kind of pissed me off. Why did it piss me off? Well, it pissed me off because I don't usually think that people should behave like that. But I don't know how this person was raised. I don't know who taught them right from wrong. I don't know what things they've been through in life that would change the way they make decisions versus how I make decisions. And so then I just quickly go, ah, that's not my thing to solve. Right. And I think that that is the best way to, to approach it because the expectations should be only on you. Yeah. That you stay in the moment, that you fulfill whatever... You, the standard of excellence that you have for your life, that the things that you would like to see in other people, it's okay to like want to see things out of other people, but you have to make sure that you're exemplifying it yourself, right? And I think that if you do that and role model it, then you get you you can possibly get something back, but you just can't expect it. Yeah. Right. And you have to, and if you want something in your relationship with someone, then you got to be clear about what you want. Mm -hmm. Right. And then if that person is not available emotionally or physically or intellectually to fulfill that, then I think you just have to reassess that relationship. Mm -hmm. Because if that person's not willing to meet that expectations and you want someone in your life to, to meet that expectations, especially when you're clear about it, then find someone. Yeah, find right? someone that will. A hundred percent. And I think that that goes for everything. Like mm -hmm. if your employer doesn't meet your expectations, you know, find another employer. Yeah. Right. If and then that's the thing I think we're gonna really be thinking about as the, you know as the economy changes, and employees start to understand that things get tighter, and then the things that they have been expecting to get for the that they've been getting for years may change because companies are trying to yeah. navigate the uncertainty of economics, like. You've got to change. You can't sit there and be mad that the that the company's not meeting your expectations anymore. Because just leave, just leave, yeah, or just readjust. Start looking right, readjust what you're expecting because you realistically are expecting something that may not have been something that can be going that's sustainable forever, mm -hmm. right? And so those are all I think things that that you need to be thinking about as we go through the you know the next six months in the economy, but also in the next six months of your relationships, right, with friendships. If you have friends that you clear with like, hey, I want you to be emotionally available when I come to you, like, here's my expectations and what's your expectations of me? That's a healthy conversation. Yeah. And if you came to me and said, here's what I expect of you as a friend, you need to be emotionally available to me. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm a good friend. You know that right. I'm a good friend. But those are conversations that one, you're not used to hearing and having. But right. I have had those conversations with friends before where I'm like, hey, just to like let you know, you're not showing up in a way that I need you to show up. Mm -hmm. I feel like I always show up for you. And if it's not going to be a mutual thing, then we have to renegotiate this. Like those are difficult conversations, but I've definitely had to have. Those. Yeah. And we've had that with our kids where we're like, 
just tell us if you just want to vent and you don't want, yeah. uh, you know, us to, because we are fixers, right? So mm-hmm. you talk to us, we're like, okay, this is how you, right. let's how to fix this. Yeah. Steps you, one through 10. Right. If you don't want that, then you got to tell me. Yeah. Right. So I think it's okay to go to your spouse or your friend, your daughter, your son, whoever it is mm-hmm. and say, hey, I just want to offload some things on you. I don't, I'm not trying to fix it right now, but I just want to just be heard. Yeah. And that's. That's laying out the expectations, right. mm-hmm. but that's also about healthy communication, right? You know, something that kind of comes up around expectations, this is one of the reasons I also want to bring this up, is we've been talking a lot about like trust and wills and what happens when parents die. And I think that it's very common for kids to have an expectation around what their parents should be leaving them. And right. I find that kind of offensive. Mm. Somewhat because I don't have parents that are probably going to leave me anything, which I'm totally fine with. That's their life. It's their money. Whatever they want to do with it is up to them. So I'm trying to make a way for myself. Right. I kind of want I expect my kids to make a way for themselves, too. Right. And so if I thought that they were like secretly talking about, well, you know, when they die, like, you know, it better be cut down the middle or (laughs) like we better get equal parts three like that bothers me. Mm -hmm. And I've been um, having lots of conversations with people lately who are either the ones writing the will with money and they're divvying it up, not in a way that may be, you know, traditional. Mm -hmm. And then I've had conversations with kids who would be on the recipient side of that, who are like, I don't expect anything from my mom. And, And your mom's loaded. Right. I find that really amazing. Yeah. And so I kind of want to leave you with that because I think if we were to take a poll and ask, like, if you had parents that were well off, would you expect them to leave you money? And I think I want to just tell you as a friend, it's not your money. So you shouldn't be tied up. You shouldn't have a bunch of expectations tied up around what someone else is going to do with their money. That sounds to me like a huge setup for failure and disappointment. Am I wrong in that? No, no. I think the one thing I think that you you probably don't have this expectation as as a kid, but you should. What is that? Your 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 parents teach you how to survive and teach you how to thrive and teach you the the things that are important. I think that's one of those things that's an expectation that I think every parent should hold and have. But it's also like, yeah, I expect you to to teach me to be able. Right. Right. That is far more valuable than a piece of property, a, yeah. you know, you know, money in the bank. And I think that that is the thing that I think, you know, you know, obviously when you're four or five, you don't have the expectation. And but. don't get me wrong. <laughs> as parents, you want to make sure that your kids are not right. struggling, but also like it's that expectation again, though, right? Like I've recently talked to people who have lost a family member. The will gets read and people are upset. Really upset at how things got divvied up. And I find that so offensive. Wow. Like it wasn't your money to begin with. with. What's wrong with you? Right. I'm disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm disappointed. And so I don't know, like the will and trust and like what people inherit. I think that's a conversation worth having. Yeah. And I think it's worthy of trying on 
like the idea of nobody owes you shit. Like your parents don't owe you anything. Your grandmother, mother doesn't owe you anything. And whatever they want to do with their money, that's on them. So that would be an example of get rid of your expectations around that stuff. And guess what? Go earn your own money. So that way, when you die, you could do whatever the hell you want with it. But I do think that people that uh, grow up with the unhealthy entitlement Mm -hmm. are the most miserable people walking on this planet, yeah. right? They're upset, they're stressed, they are Victim. disgruntled, mm-hmm. right? They carry all this resentment. Is because for whatever reason, they thought that the things in this world were supposed to be for them. They were right? owed They were them. owed to them, right? And without having to do anything, without any merit or any hard work or, or anything that, of contribution that they're supposed to get something. But I don't think and, they look at it that way. But, but I think that what I would say for anyone listening to this like if you find yourself more disappointed in in interactions, whether it be with you know if you're going to a restaurant or you are you with friends or family, and you feel like people have wronged you, but they didn't like it wasn't like an, a malicious thing. You just felt like they didn't meet your expectations. You may have to check your entitlement, yeah. right? Because I think that that is I see it uh, all the time. Like people feel like companies owe them something. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. You're paid on based on what you contribute and what you have agreed upon. And the value uh, you in, bring. And the value you bring. Um, and I think that in in relationships or kids, they feel like things they they're owed something. To your point, and I think that that's a a big problem that we see. And I think that's where you see people acting out because entitlement is rampant. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope that this episode served you in the sense of like, check your expectations. If you have the expectation, if you have the expectation that no one you love is going to die, if you have the expectation that, you know, this marriage is forever, I think then maybe there's a little bit of we're taking things for granted. We should slow down and really be grateful. Right. If you have the expectation that your job owes you more money because you do a lot of work for that company, maybe go look and explore other employment opportunities. If you have the expectation that you're never going to get sick, do everything you can now to make sure that you're being appreciative or assisting your body in being as healthy as it can. And then also remove the expectation that you're special because cancer finds all kinds of people, right? And I I don't think any of us are excluded from that, right? Um, So there's certain things that, yes, if they happen to you, they're devastating and they're disappointing. But I think when we expect that none of this stuff is ever ever going to happen, and when it does, then we're kind of like, oh, another thing, this stuff always happens to me, then I think you live a life in victimhood and it doesn't help you be all that you can be. Yeah. There's an g- amazing quote from Marcus Aurelius that um, I won't give you for verbatim because it's long, but basically he says, every day you wake up, the thing you can expect is that you're going to in- interact with annoying people who are filled with hatred that um, don't care to see you succeed, um, that you will interact with people that will be inconsiderate, all these things, right? He said, but the only thing you, you can expect of yourself is that you know it. Mm-hmm. And because you know it, then you can accept that this is part of living, mm-hmm. right? And so it should never make you upset. It should never make you angry. It should never get you down because you already anticipated it. And it's not that it's about being negative, but it's also a readiness that, hey, I don't want to be, I'm not going to be surprised by it, yeah. right? I'm not looking for it. I'm mm-hmm. not gearing my face to the the worst things in this world, but I am mentally prepared for things that may not go the way I want them to go mm-hmm. because it is natural. 
And it's inevitable. Right? right, it's inevitable. Like, you know, things are going to happen in this world. And yes, can you be disappointed? And yes, will you be upset? It's okay. But I think that when it goes on for too long, it's, it's almost as if you never thought it could ever happen, mm-hmm. right? And I think all you can do is position yourself, to your point, to be at the highest standard of yourself, health-wise, mentally, spiritually, so that you have the resilience and the fortitude to get through anything that you run, encounter. Yeah. And I think that that, it's going to prepare you for life and, and, and you'll be able to handle the disappointments that life can, can serve up. Yeah. So I have a question for you. If you're a, a longtime listener of the Push Podcast, I'm going to ask you for a favor because it's giving season and uh, we want to be thankful that you are still listening, you're still engaged and that you're getting something that you need out of this podcast. So please, if you haven't in a while, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes and let us know just quickly what is something that you've learned from the Push Podcast? Do you have a favorite episode? Would you be willing to share it with a friend or family member? We've got some big goals for the podcast in the upcoming year, and we just want to make sure that we are serving you in a way that is helpful, that keeps you listening, and that you know gives you good enough content to want to have these discussions outside of the podcast with people that you love. So leave us a rating and a review, and we will see you guys in the next episode, and happy early holidays. Bye. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through.